Support for Food Friday Leftovers comes from Berkshire Co-op Market, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, a community-owned natural grocery store dedicated to sustainable agriculture, the local economy, and the environment. Working within the community to better Berkshire County, one basket at a time. Berkshire.coop. Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers, a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. This week, we've got pie in the fridge. We are speaking with Deanna Fox once again. Thank you for coming. She is a food writer. She is a teacher. She does a bunch of amazing things, and she's here to talk with us about pie today. Now, I have two delicious types of pie sitting in front of me, and they both have this really beautiful, golden, flaky pastry. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the world's best baker, I'll admit that, (laughs) but I can never seem to get it right. How do we get this nice, buttery, flaky texture, and how long do we cook it so we don't burn the thing? Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing to consider when you want something flaky is it has to be cold, 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 cold. So the reason that is, is the way that water evaporates off the fat changes versus when it's cold or when it's kind of room temperature or when it's melting. So when the butter in mine, I use butter and uh, Crisco shortening. So when it's really, really cold, it releases its moisture in like a big burst. And all that steam that comes off in a big burst creates those flakes. And so you get these little air pockets, and that's what flaky crust is. But when the butter is, or the shortening, um, is a little bit too soft, it kind of oozes out the sides. Like the moisture kind of oozes this way. So you get like a flatter pastry. Uh, So that's one thing. But a trick in my crust is that I put a tiny, tiny bit of baking powder in. I put a quarter teaspoon, and I swear just that little tiny bit makes a lot of difference too. It helps give it a little bit of lift so that uh, the air... And the steam has a little bit of somewhere to go and create more flakes when the butter is, is you know, evaporating. The water is evaporating off the butter. So that's trick number one. Um, and cold. So start it when start everything cold. I know people who put like their flour and everything in the fridge so that everything is cold and then they're making everything cold. I just make sure my water is really, really cold. Um, I usually put a bunch of ice cubes in and water and then put it in the fridge for like 15 minutes. And I make sure that my fats are really cold. Uh, So I usually start there. And then you wrap up the dough. If it's a double crust uh, recipe, which is what the one on the website is, it forms two balls. So you cut them in half, form into a ball, wrap them in some plastic wrap, put them in the fridge for like at least 30 minutes. So they're really nice and cold. And then roll it out fast, as fast as you can. And um, I usually will put my, like on the blueberry rhubarb, I kind of did a decorative crust. So to prevent my bottom crust from being really soggy, I just put that right in the freezer for like 10 minutes while I was working on the other stuff. And um, you can do that basically with any kind of, if you're doing a double crust and you want to put, you know, fill up your pie or whatever, whatever you need to do. But then when you actually form it, just put it in the fridge again for like another 10 minutes. And so everything is really, really cold. And when it's cold, it's actually going to help seal when you crimp around the edges. It's going to keep your crimps looking nice so they don't kind of like flatten out and look like you didn't do anything. (laughs) Um, And it will seal it so that none of the juices will kind of bubble out the sides and make a huge mess of your oven. So those are two tricks, I guess. Yeah. So you were talking about the air pockets and you Mm -hmm. were talking about cutting earlier during the Vox Pop. What was the, I totally forget what happened after that. It makes like a... 
sound when you cut it? Or just oh, like yeah, yeah, open? with the apple pie, um, especially with apple pie, because with berries, they, I, I don't really know. I think they release more liquid, so everything kind of, the crust kind of settles down on top of the berries. But with apple pie, you get like this air pocket a lot of times between the crust and where the apples settle. So this like crust and this big air pocket, and then you're filling. And so when you crack you start to cut in the first time on the apple, it makes like a really hard, like cracking egg sound. It's like, <laughs> and it's nice. It's like such a, you know, it almost indicates to you that you're going to have that flaky experience with pie. And um, so that's, again, just from it being cold, making sure everything is really cold. Hmm. It sounds great, except yeah. on the day we're having today outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> today, I just want the warm stuff. Yeah. About these mock apple pies you're talking about during the Vox oh, yeah. Pop. Like Ritz crackers and saltines? I don't know. I've never had. I don't. Well, I've so had the, that before. So talk. What do you do? I have. Let's eat. interview you now. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have. I've eaten it before, and it really does taste like, like the filling, like the artificial. If you get the, mm -hmm. the pre-made apple filling. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. I've never made it, but I know it's got Ritz crackers. Do they just crush up so the Ritz crackers in the filling? Um, I want to say yeah. Huh. I think so. I don't know why. Those flavors to work together, know. but they do. Well, the you saltiness know, might be nice. The Ritz crackers are so buttery too. I wonder if that gives a lot of it. But with the um, with the saltine, I've only done it as like the actual crust. So basically, you take whether you do graham cracker or some sort of cookie or you know whatever saltines, whatever you're using, um, and you grind them up either in a Ziploc bag with a rolling pin. Or in a food processor, and you just pulse it until it's really fine crumbs, and then you add some melted butter and mix that together. And then you push it, you just dump it into your pie tin, and you take like the bottom of like a flat cup or mug or something, and you use that, or um, a measuring cup usually works, something with a straight side. And you can kind of push it in and press it down, and so it gets into all those corners, and it's really nice and firm on the bottom. And it just adds like another layer of stuff. So like... um. You can do like a like a shortbread cookie crust where you actually have shortbread cookies and grind them up and add more butter and then bake that and then do some sort of like cream filling and then like fresh fruit on the top would be really good. Or you can do it just like for your chocolate pie or whatever. Um, but there's a thing called blind baking. I don't know if you've ever heard of that no, for that. these kind of crusts. And sometimes it's like when you do, if you're doing a filling that's not cooked or pre-cooked. So if you're doing like a chocolate cream pie, you're making like a chocolate pudding on the stovetop. You're not really putting it into the oven. So you roll out your crust, whether it's a cookie or a graham cracker crust or it's an actual pastry crust like these two are. And then you take a piece of foil or parchment paper and you put it kind of in the pie plate and then you put some sort of weight on top so not like another pie plate but um beans like bead or yes those are called pie weights so pie weights or rice or dried beans so it keeps everything flat so can you use the dry beans after you use yeah. them yep you can cook them yep rice too oh okay um does it give it a different flavor right because you're putting it in the oven and i don't know what you're talking about i've it's... never heard of a pie weight in my life <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the pie I'm weights are like putting little, like a weight on top of the pie or something. The pie weights are like little ceramic beads or sometimes they're metal. Yeah. And you blind bake it. You blind bake it because it's baked under something. That's where the blind comes from. You can't actually see it. Um, but usually you need to do what's called docking your crust first. And that's basically you just take a fork and you kind of poke some holes in the bottom just to let the steam come up. And um, that's blind baking. And then that just results in the pre-cooked pie crust. And then you can add whatever filling you want to add. So that's all that is. Interesting. Learning yeah. new things. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, the um, you know, there's different forms too that you can give on a pie. So the strawberry pie that we have is actually a crostata. Oh, Whoa. that sounds fancy. <laughs> fancy. An individual <laughs> crostata. They're you sized. They're me yeah. sized. It's, it's like a crostata. personal pizza pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't say it with a French a- accent, but it, it's, it's well. They have um. It's basically the same thing as a galette. So basically, all it is is a an unpanned freeform pie. So instead of putting it into a pie plate or a pie dish or whatever, you just roll it out into a big circle, um, and bigger than you would normally need for. Usually, if you're doing like a nine inch pie, you roll your bottom crust out to be about 12 inches. This one you probably want to go to 14 or 16. And then you leave a big, like four or five inch border and you put your filling in the middle and then you just kind of push the sides up around it. So you see a little bit of exposed pie in there. And then you can eat it just like a piece of pizza. That's what I'm yeah, doing. You don't need a fork, you just eat it with your hands. <laughs> I think. That's usually the way I'm used to eating, just folding yeah. the pizza. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he really appreciates that because he's a pizza lover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. What constitutes as a pie? Because there's so much, like, I have no clue about this before you yeah. brought it in. You think pie, you think apple, pumpkin, you know, your regular pie with pie crust. I think really anything cooked inside a pastry kind of constitutes as okay. a pie. You know, there's definitely like croissants. So if you're having almond croissant, you know, it's a different, totally different process. It's a um, yeasted laminated dough which means you put butter in it and fold it a whole bunch of times so it's almost oh. like creating like a lamination effect um and then you're just putting like marzipan or some sort of almond filling in it and rolling it up so that's definitely like a thing <laughs> right because that's a totally different process and type but this this dough basically this pastry is called pat brise or american short crust and that's kind of the basic pie dough so anything really cooked in that if you add a little bit of sugar the cornmeal one, the strawberry one, has a little bit of sugar in it. So technically that's a pat sucre um, because it has a little bit of sugar. But anything cooked in one of those generally is a pie. So it could okay. be a hand pie. So I was trying to convince Ray that an empanada <laughs> is really actually a pie because it's filling I in. I was a- going to say, I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Like empanadas or beef patties or that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, beef patties, absolutely. Um, I've never had, I know there's a store over on Delaware that yeah. sells empanadas, but I have not tried it yet. Good oh, stuff. There's some good empanada places around here. Yeah, yeah. Good beef patty places now too. Mm-hmm. We've done 51 places. episodes and I still have so much to explore. I'm going to bring one in for you. The next time I get empanadas, I'm going to buy one special for okay, you. You need to good. do a roving leftovers show. Instead, yeah. of having, instead of bringing the show to you, you go to the show. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Yeah. We'll be home with the six-month-old. <laughs> but there's, um, you no, know. we would leave work <laughs> yeah. during our work time, and we would go eat We're at an interesting that? place. Right, and then <laughs> we would get a bag of whatever food your wife would like, and we'll bring it back for her. Oh, speaking of, last night yeah. we were on the couch <laughs> after we went to bed, and I told her you were on with pie. She's like, I'll eat any kind of pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, She's like, I don't covers. care what she brings in. Just bring <laughs> We can do that. But uh, then there's tarts, which is like some people aren't sure. Is that a pie or is that a tart? And I think it kind of fits into the pie umbrella. Um, but usually a tart is made in a spring form pan or a uh, false bottom pan where the bottom actually kind of comes pushes up from the sides and a lot of times with a tart you pre-bake that and then you fill it with something that doesn't need to necessarily be baked at all or baked as long um so that's a tart but i just interviewed um a place called dutch desserts in kinderhook and they're all over the place but she makes 
It's a pie company, but it's not really American pie. It's a Dutch tart. It's a European tart. So it's almost like a cookie. It's like a like a shortbread or a sugar cookie mm-hmm. crust. That and the good. filling is much less sweet than what we expect in traditional American pies. So, um, you know, so it kind of runs the gamut. But I really feel like there's only like 10 recipes in the world. So <laughs> and everything's a pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a remix pie. of all those Everything's recipes. a derivative of that. You have like this big family tree of food and just all these it's little like, offspring. <laughs> I feel like jazz is that way. There's like 10 jazz songs ever. Yeah, yeah. And they just like <laughs> replaying them over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, Ray will kill me if you heard me say that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a way to you know bring jazz into the conversation. Yeah, but um, yes, he does. You know, there's like one pie recipe, and there's one like dumpling recipe, and there's one pancake recipe, and then everything is a derivative off of that. You know, there's one roast recipe, and there's one pasta recipe, and everything just kind of. It's funny know. how deep you can get into it, though, if you actually like love that and go through all the varieties, whereas. Like me with my, oh, there's like three pies in the world when yeah. I was growing. Because my family only made like apple, pumpkin, and I don't know, maybe one sweet potato or something like yeah. that. So Yeah. It was sweet potato pie. That sounds good. But, you know, now there's slab pies. What is that? Slab pie. A slab pie. So <laughs> it's like this new fad, but it's actually a really, really old thing. It's actually like the traditional pie. And usually instead of an around you know, pie plate where you have little triangle slices that you give everybody. Mm -hmm. This is like the Sicilian pizza form of regular pizza. (laughs) So it's in like a 13 by nine and you push out your dough and then you put in your filling and then you do like a lattice top or whatever on the top. Kind of like how you would assemble like a cobbler um, in a 13 by nine and then you bake it that way. So it's a rectangle pie and then you just cut squares. So some people have crust on the outside and some people don't. Um, oh, that's not fair. Just you like the Sicilian pie. Well, some people are about the filling, but it's actually how pies were traditionally made. That's like the huh. old version of pie. And then somewhere along the line, we started making them round. Probably f- there was a bunch of yeah. ashes I, in the world. I'd advocate yeah. for crust. There <laughs> yeah, has to yeah. be a ratio of, of No one wants that crust. if it's, me- you know, yeah. falling like over the place with no way to hold it in the middle. And you only get the middle. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, this is my favorite part. I have the crust here. The, that little end bit because it's good to dunk in your coffee. Yeah, that reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. Joe DiMaggio is a dunker. (laughs) (laughs) The donuts. I watched too many Seinfeld clips. Longing for the nineties. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a funny story for us, correct? Oh well, I just made. I tried to make a pie today, last night. I guess it was today. Why would you do that? (laughs) Because life is. You know, I was like, oh man, I got food Friday tomorrow. I totally. Oh. I gotta, I gotta pull. I gotta get this. I gotta get this in order. It really comes out now. And I knew I was gonna make the the blueberry rhubarb one because I talked to Ray about that. But I was like, oh, I should bring in one other. I can't just make one pie. I gotta make one other. So I had um, this idea to try to make a chocolate pie crust. So it that was actually pie. Awesome to me. Yeah, I gotta tweak it a little bit. It was like too dry. Um, I just took out. I think I put in half a cup of cocoa powder and took out half a cup of flour. I don't think that was quite. <laughs> the right ratio i think i gotta work on that a little bit and it was just funky i think it needs like a little bit more sugar in it it was a little bit too bitter and maybe a little bit of milk instead of just water so i gotta play with it a little bit but i tried to make it like um i tried to do like this custard like this eggy custard kind of in the bottom and then do um tart and dark cherries on top with little like Mm -hmm. chunks of chocolate and i was hoping they would just kind of like suspend like bake and suspend almost like a quiche would it just didn't work out it like kind of curdled and whatever so i have enough where i could probably play with it again and and figure something out but um you know it was kind of a womp womp moment Sad trombones. <laughs> well, I'm very happy that you didn't come in with a chocolate crust. Oh, stop. As More pie for Dave and I. Yeah, that's right. 
because this is then delicious. I wouldn't be able to try it because I don't <laughs> like chocolate. Any chocolate? Um, <laughs> white chocolate? Chocolates are right below pizza on my. I I top like five white chocolate, foods. but that's not real chocolate, right? Yeah, it is. It's cocoa butter. I like cocoa butter. I like white chocolate. White chocolate's good. Yeah, if, <laughs> when you use it right, if yeah. it's used right, it can be really good. But it can be like kind of chalky sometimes. Hmm. You ever get that like chalky? I just buy the Lindt truffles, so they. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, but I love chocolate. It's so good. I've been on a diet, so this is like my biggest splurge. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> my two pieces of pie, though they're like two hours old at this point. I'm trying to still eat them, but so, but it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth it. This well, is... thank you so much for bringing the pies in. No, oh, my pleasure. Anytime. And it's going to be a surprise what you're doing next, right? I know. It's very mysterious. Stay tuned. See you sometime in August. That was local food writer Deanna Fox. Find her at foxonfood.com. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jessica Blaustein Marshall. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.